You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Today's clip show is all about JYP entertainment artists, mostly Twice, Itzy, and Stray Kids, although I do want to talk about some of Sunmi's music videos too. I know she's technically not really a part of JYP entertainment anymore as a soloist, but just just stick with me. I wanted to group her into this episode as well because her music videos really tell some, some meaningful stories I want to address. And GOT7 is going to get their own special episode in the very near future, so stay tuned for that. But I just want to clarify, that's why they are not in this episode, so don't think I'm dissing them. I really do love GOT7, I'm just going to talk about them on their own episode because that's enough content to fill a whole episode. So, But I have a lot to say about these other JYP artists, and so here are all of my thoughts. Enjoy! Poptimism is basically what it sounds like, pop optimism. And basically, rock has always been viewed as the best music genre, objectively, in terms of how it's produced and created and viewed as the real music. And pop music has really been given a bad reputation. Ironically, it does so well on the charts and everyone listens to it, but everyone views it as not real compared to rock, or at least that's how it used to be. So people who were too pop were criticized. You wouldn't hear people say that was too rock, but other people would definitely say too pop. That was too manufactured, too auto-tuned, too techno. All these terms used to describe pop music were said in such a derogatory way and it affected music reviews and people just overall view all pop music as sounding the same and being devoid of value. And just being very... The contrast that were drawn through a lot of music criticisms over decades, and really actually the the past few decades, was has been about basically drawing contrast between pop and rock in the sense that rock reviews are associated with the lyrics and the depth, and then the pop song reviews are viewed as bubblegum tunes that are very light on substance and therefore... What is the point, really? It's not real music. It doesn't stand up as much as the rock music or other deeper meaning music. And so it's it has less inherent value. It seems to be what the reviewers have said. Now, the Poptimism music really especially kicked off even more than ever in 2017 when Nielsen Ratings officially reported that for the first time ever, pop music was listened to more than rock. So pop music officially surpassed rock music for what most people listen to. That actually didn't happen until 2017, believe it or not. But since then, people have listened to pop. And there have been some stars, like I've talked a lot about Charlie XCX on the show before and how her music's an acquired taste because it is very pop. And stars like Charlie are really suddenly getting more credit and just popularity overall. More people are listening to pop. And... I really have always viewed some elements of pop as an art form and people, so things like adding auto-tune to a moment in a song, adding certain synth layers and other elements that sound a little futuristic and out there, adding layers to songs that sound what people describe as manufactured as opposed to like raw instruments or stripped down instrumentals or whatever they, whatever terms they like to use when talking about rock those opposite terms that have been associated with pop songs, I really like. I mean, it's still an art form to me, how you can layer and create a song that is so catchy. To me, that's still an art process. And so, and that's what I like about Charlie's music, is you can just hear all these layers, all the way she mixed different beats and stuff together. It's just very cool to me. It's a, it's quite an art project of sorts. And so the Poptimism music basically is these Defenders' rose Um, basically against the thought of rock as a superior genre, basically not saying that pop is the best, but more so saying uh, have more respect for pop as music and as something that can be created as art and that it deserves to be viewed as on equal footing with reviews of rock music and that it's just as authentic, it's just as real and important and has the most value as rock music. And so that really ties into how Twice was reported on lately. So, basically, Twice's music has gotten that negative review for being very pop, for being very bubblegum, and 
uh, yeah, it, it's really something, too. Our history with music, too, it just it always has that racial element because the races shape music in all culture forever. So it really does um, also people might view it as not the right image for them because it's very cutesy and they assume it 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 falls into those the when they call them to you know delicate or useful or whatever they're you they seem to be using tropes criticizing how um asian women are perceived particularly and that's not the case so it's just all of these internalized senses of racism and misogyny and how we view music and their artists and how we've implicitly started to associate in our minds certain traits with certain types of people over the years has really gotten so messy and wrong in a lot of ways. And so the piece was very, very well written and really pointed out the benefits of Twice's music because Twice's music is fun and it's cheerful and I love it. And that is it. And the thing is that the way the way society has decided to start criticizing and talking about music and reviewing music being good based on whether it's deep or real, basically stop just viewing, just so narrowly defining the definition of what's real and authentic music and valuable music. Because to me, the value in music is for it to be whatever the listener wants. If you want a deep uh, wallowing in your feels experience and you want that emotional moment where you're crying your eyes out to a relatable song, I get that. If your big purpose of music for the day is your just a special mental escape for you, it's just fun and joyful and mood boosting and that's that and it's not lyrics with deeper meaning, then that still has deep meaning for you and is still valuable and a personal part of your life. Your life soundtrack cannot all be the deep stuff in the stereotype. Deep meaning is not just about lyrics, it's about purpose in your life. And so I hope more more critics take that into account, especially in this quarantine era, when the ability to actually do the things that pop songs do in terms of working with apps and other other technology to create music are actually being valued a lot. So they're becoming in handy, and so hopefully that will help with this poptimism trend, which I am totally on board with. Women, all all female singers deserve the agency to be whoever they want, and you don't need to jump to assumptions and stereotypes about what is a persona. So there's always that 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 issue where people talk about their stage presence as there's no way they're really that happy and cutesy and the, that's all a stage act that's all a stage persona and Lana has had those same criticisms like people think her thing is all an act and how much of it is a persona and people debate that all the time how much of her persona is her persona versus just who she is off stage and trying to decipher where those lines are can be drawn again more binaries where those can be drawn between on stage versus off stage Lana on stage versus off stage twice and the big thing is I think the key to not judging female singers so harshly in the future is to stop trying to draw dichotomies between their on and off stage lives stop trying to figure out what how much is a persona and how much isn't because maybe it's just them they're expressing a different side of themselves but that doesn't mean it's inauthentic and so being cute and cheerful and happy like twice can be just as authentic as being dark and deep in the lyrical sense so just this let's not tear apart these stage personas and try to overanalyze how much they're truly that optimistic and fun and just happy and just let them be optimistic and fun and happy without criticizing it or devaluing it and making it seem like they create subs like no substance in their music because how are you defining substance in their music so hopefully that makes sense is that a key to just overall musicians and their freedom is to let them put on a stage persona if they want to. That's a huge outlet for some of them, but some of them it's not, and who are we to decide how much of their persona is real and how much isn't? That's the that's entirely up to them, and society really tries to decide for musicians how much must be their persona, how much should just be a stage persona, how much should stay on stage, how much should stay off stage, 
how their sex, sexuality, gender should all link up in certain binary ways in order to portray a certain persona versus their authentic persona offstage. So if we just stop trying to make assumptions and dictate what personas are valuable and what music comes out of those personas and how that's valuable, if we redefine and expand our view on valuable music content, that can make a world of difference in terms of how we put music genres and the musicians behind those genres on more equal footing in the future. And so they, of course, have a lot of fun bubblegum music, but they have some deeper storylines too, especially in their videos, like with Feel Special, for example, where Mina is uh, singing the lyrics, you know, I just wanted to hide, didn't want to face the world, and then she literally faces the world and she sees this like dome and she's face to face with the others. It's a whole thing. But anyway, in the Feel Special video, it's all about that connection. There are a lot of points in that video where the members of TWICE look at each other across the room and they lock eyes and then they suddenly feel better. And so they're cheering each other up. It's really powerful and, you know, it's not just this corny thing or this bubblegum thing. Um, TWICE is really has some great messages about broad concepts like the power of friendship and love and care for each other no matter what. And it shouldn't be belittled or dismissed as just like you know, too cute. That is an important lesson to teach people. Sunmi actually, all of her videos really have a lot of commentary in them and in the lyrics, so I highly recommend you check out the other singles as well. But the one we're going to focus on is Noir, which is my personal favorite. So in the Noir video, she is basically... She basically is going to do anything for a like on Instagram. So she's she's trying to take like selfies that get like more and more dangerous, but honestly the first time I watched the video I didn't even really notice that what she was doing really. I was so focused on like I thought her outfits were cute and their makeup was cute and like I think that was the point, right? So the second time you watch it then you start paying attention and realize, oh she's taking a selfie like when with her hair stuck in a fan or with uh, a car a car is on fire behind her or you know she's in the hospital because she broke a leg like you actually pay attention to the surroundings and you realize she continues to up the ante and when she does if you pay close attention you will see on the screen like the number of likes is going up so there's clear commentary there and then she's doing she does a lot she wears certain things and does certain poses and stuff that's all very very stereotypically instagram content and it's working so she uh but towards the end of the video she basically dumps a bucket of water on herself which i kind of view as like a sign that she's kind of cleansing herself from that and like realizing that it was a pointless game to play for likes and some of the lyrics from that song include you know i feel so high but feel like nobody else is here we are in noir but there's nothing more with you now let go of me basically this thought of like you're trying to create the ultimate bliss for a social media post, but the effort that goes into creating that bliss is so stressful. So, you know, everyone wants to show the relaxing vacation photo or their expensive car or whatever, but there's a lot behind the scenes that goes into those. It's a full-out photo shoot, and then you debate which, after all that, you still debate which one has this minute difference but is still way better than the other pick, and what happens if you pick the wrong one, and what time should you post it for prime you know, insta-scrolling time in the most likes possible. It's just all games that really don't matter in the grand scheme of life, which is kind of what she's getting at. After the break, I recap Sunmi's La La Lay video and break down the deeper meaning of it. I also talk about how I went from being kind of an itsy hater, frankly, to being a fan of itsy and what impresses me about them. I also have more thoughts to share about Twice, the Stray Kids music video world, and a lot more, so stay tuned. So La La Lay is basically a video that I would, I highly recommend. I really like watching it. It's not only very colorful and fun, but it has a very good message. It really sounds like a song that's about nothing. La La Lay, I mean, even the title makes you think this is just one of those songs that's named after the sound, Na 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 or La La La, those kind of songs you probably don't expect much from. But not only is it a bop, but it really does have a lot of layers to it. So first of all, Lalalay is the word itself is kind of a pun of sorts, and so that's another reason why you should try to be multilingual and trying to learn Korean. And I hope other people try to learn other languages because then, well, not only is it good for a host of reasons, but one of them is that 
you get in on more jokes and you get the puns that you don't get otherwise. So keep that in mind. So yeah, it's kind of a play on words with some Korean words in that song. So she's really into play on lyrics and is really clever with that double meaning that she has. She also in that video continues her whatever I don't care what you think about me message overall. And the video, it really shows a lot of like versions of her. It shows, you know, she's she goes into this hair salon and there are all of these people getting the exact same haircut as her. She leaves this building and she's in the same colorful, like super, super colorful out there, rainbow filled outfit and hair and makeup look and everyone behind her, all the dancers have the same look. And so basically she's being very out there and really literally showing her true colors, you could say. And she really doesn't care and she knows that even if you're kind of calling her names or just overall seem like calling her just a weirdo while you're saying that you're also still copying her. So that really gets to a big lesson to learn about humans in general, which is that we can be such hypocrites. And it's interesting how often the pot calls the kettle black and how we really are sometimes the people that we are jealous of really are emblematic of us but just pulling out certain traits from us that we wish we had strengthened in ourselves you know like maybe you're mad at son me and because you're insecure and you're jealous that she's not insecure and so I think that is an interesting concept to having a video to make people think about is how much you how much your jealousy really or copycat behavior stems from these insecurities or this desire to bring out different qualities in yourself because you see someone that you've labeled as your enemy as succeeding in what you can't succeed at or don't feel like you can. So Twice is More and More is very well done. First of all, congrats to them because they broke their previous record of album pre-orders and they got over half a million pre-orders, which is insane in the best way. But also, that their, their EP is really well done. I'm debating which song is my favorite yet. It's too... I think I need a few more listens before I officially determine. But this is another one of those EPs that gets better as you go. So the first few tracks are okay. Like, full disclosure, more and more is not really my thing. And so the later half of the EP I like more. But the whole... The whole EP is just well done, objectively, and it really is cool to watch Twice show their true colors in a way that is maturing, but not totally out of the realm for them. Like, the fancy comeback made me think of this too, where they're releasing content that's not as extremely bubblegum cheery and young as their previous content, but it's not like jumping to the other extreme either. It's a, such a cool art form they've really mastered of walking that line between changing their image too much so that it's insincere but also growing up naturally and so their wardrobe and their lyrics all of it is is growing up with them in a way that doesn't feel forced and I just think that's that's an impressive feat so they've really walked that line well. For context the next few clips are about Itzy. I really gained a greater appreciation for them as a group, not just after the latest video I was talking about, but because of seeing them at Digital KCON this year. Honestly, at first I was a bit, um, I wasn't sold on their music at all. I've talked about that before on the show. I've just not been a super, uh, I just haven't enjoyed their music and I just haven't been a fan, but lately I've really been enjoying it and their music quality just seems to have gone up ever since they started showing more variety in their sound and weren't sticking to one sound where, because to me like Dala Dala and Icy in those eras sounded so similar to each other and I wasn't a fan of one of those songs and then that led me to not be into the other song and vice versa. So this departure from their their debut sound I like a lot and I hope they stay in this direction. Their wardrobe is basically out of the Disney show Shake It Up, which, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people who grew up on Shake It Up are now K-pop stands, prove me wrong, um, but they totally look like they, they're wearing Shake It Up clothes, and uh, it's quite a mishmash, but they make it work, and it's impressive, and just something I noticed. Second of all, their videos are so colorful and fun and full that it is such a visual feast, it demands your attention, and I think that really helps their appeal. They have a cool theme song, so 24 Hours is a great song to walk into a room to, or leave a room to, and I just think if you have a great 
uh, short little uh, tune to walk dramatically to. That's just a, a great iconic thing for TikToks and whatnot, but also just for your life. Um, fourth thing that makes them super iconic and noteworthy um, they, their confidence. I mean, they, their new EP and video is called Not Shy, and that is their whole concept out of the gate. It just reminds me in a way of Ava Max, um, the pop star who, she gets a lot of Gaga comparisons, and I can kind of get that. She does look like a young Lady Gaga, but, um, but really, because she didn't grow into confidence as an idol. Like, she doesn't have a full album yet, and she is already releasing songs about, you know, they won't tear me down and the haters don't matter to me and like I'm just gonna be me. Like she's already got the confidence level of an artist who's been in this industry for s decades. Um, so usually you don't get that kind of, you know, who cares what you think uh, anthem from an artist until longer later on in their career. Usually they start out a little relatively more shy, but she's never been that way and I admire that a lot. And Itzy was the same way. They came out right out of the gate being, with their whole image being confidence and embracing who they are. And so I think that that's just very cool. And, you know, I, I'm just very glad again that they released these videos, though, because it is a concept. It is who they are on stage. Um, but kind of an alter ego sorts is who they are off stage when they admit that they're not exactly always who they are in their videos. But I think that's important to let fans know, too, is that, you know, you could portray who you think is the best side of yourself and then try to embrace that side more and more. But you can admit that's not every side of you in that one music video character. And so I think that they're giving fans permission to do that. See, here's the thing about album reviews for Stray Kids and some other groups is that they've always been so impressive. See, there's something to say about groups who get better and better over time. There's also something to say for the groups who have been so good from the start. There's a, it can be a compliment either way. It's complimentary and a good thing to view a group as getting better over time. And it's also a big compliment for the groups who, they're not necessarily getting better over time because they've always been at this specific peak. They continue to have this storyline throughout their work that is basically all about disrupting the system. Their whole theme is the life most worth living is being your most uncompromising self. The following clip is from my Stray Kids dedicated episode where I break down the Stray Kids music video universe storyline in chronological order starting with Elevator, and I work my way up to the Go Live album but I do not address the Go Live album yet. I'm going to break down the meaning of those songs and videos as part of my next Stray Kids dedicated episode, so keep your eyes out for that. I'm waiting for the new release later this month, so keep your eyes out for that, but here is a good uh, refresher of the Stray Kids storyline. Elevator is obviously not a light song. Um, a lot of lyrics about feeling alone, um, feeling like your mind is kind of in this dark place, um, you're just really like life sucks, like bad state of mind. Um, you know, like there are a lot of like some of the lyrics are, you know, the wings of pa my wings of passion are folded in now. Um, I'm holding up this dreadful day alone. <laughs> what I've been through is a maze I never want to go back in. The reference to a maze is brought up a lot, starting with this very first video. Uh, life's at rock bottom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the elevator obviously is like a symbol of kind of life's ups and downs, but they're going down at this point. Um, although I technically, I guess, in no, they did go down in the video. But anyway, so yeah, they literally take an elevator in the video, not really to a place that looks like hell, but I guess that's the contradiction they want to represent is life has ups and downs and not all downs, I guess. Um, but about the maze lyrics, so there are a lot of lyrics about mazes and mirrors and things like that throughout Stray Kids' whole discography um, with their overall message being about maps. Because like, if you really think about what maps represent, it's so much about growing up because you really want this roadmap to success in life and people are telling you to go this way to the, to the finish line. No, go this way. No, go that way. Um, and then you're just lost and, or you don't even have a map. You're like, someone give me direction or you have too much direction and you don't know where to turn first, or you feel like you want to carve your own path. That's not even on the map. You want to make your own map. Uh, you know, sometimes you feel like your compass in life is broken, that whole thing. And that's really kind of their overall, theme really and that was really solidified when they released their light stick because it's like a compass shape on top um which is their whole thing and their motto is um you make stray kids stay so and stay don't stray is the other one so they always say stay don't stray and you make stray kids stay so like 
their fandom name is collectively called the Stay, and we are here to stay. And you'll you'll see what it all means, but it's really great. And anyway, so it's an interesting contrast in the Elevator video because obviously it's very dark, um, but there are also scenes that are you know it's interspersed with scenes where they are all just laughing and having a good time together. Um, so again, it's kind of showing like they have moments where they are remembering life is good, um, but they're uh, fleeting. And then the next big video is really when we dive into this whole other world of the whole Stray Kids concept. So basically, um, obviously different colors and other forms of symbolism are up to your interpretation, but the overall theme that I can say for sure is the theme, um, and it's not just speculation and theories, is that the whole premise of Stray Kids universe is throughout the music videos is that they are tired of society, so they made their own society. So they basically went off the grid and they're living in their own, like they, they are living somewhere that's like, they created their own country, essentially. Um, you'll probably see what I mean as I describe what happens in these videos, but they decided they're moving to a new district because if they're not accepted somewhere, if it's like, you know, if someone says, you know, take me or leave me and people left them, they're like, okay, we'll leave you too. It's pretty much what they're saying. So uh, the next big video, yeah, so it, District 9, and so in the District 9 video, there are some key moments. One is that um, everything is dark. This part, if I'm, well, I'm going to find a weird connection here that may not be true, but we'll see. So everything is dark and gray, like a lot of just like very muted, dull colors in this place. They are all in some sort of facility. It looks like a prison um, or a like psych ward or something, but they're all there in uniforms and everything. Um, they're all given the same pill. They're all given the same like um, ribbon identifier. Um, they're all treated like not individuals. Like they're all just, just you know, no individuality. They're they're stripped of all individuality, and they're in this uh, building. And uh, the one key moment that I'll bring up later that you need to remember is that Bang Chan sees a red rose amidst all of the gray. So just keep that in mind. So he sees the red rose and I believe he does grab it. And then the big moment is basically, long story short, they break out of this facility together and they basically like get onto this school bus, like this worn down school bus outside of the facility. And they're like taking over like that bus is theirs. And anyway, so they're so yeah, so basically they um, get on the bus and they're like, let's get out of here. So someone drives the bus. Um, and they like, like they like drive through. It's very hard to explain, but the visual is very cool. Where it's like a glass-ish wall. It's like um, a, not a mirror. Maybe it's supposed to represent a mirror, but it's anyway. So they they drive through this thing, and now they're like on the other side. It's like they went through a portal. So now they are in their own world, and they have created this other world after they escaped that world. And then in this new world, um, they spray paint this cloth with red. Which I I mean maybe I'm just being like really thinking like overanalyzing and thinking you know what that it's like the painting the roses red reference to Alice in Wonderland or something which is probably not it they might but I I don't know you never know maybe there was like red paint on that flower and they used that for the red paint on the flag just just let me assume that I've thrown a brilliant connection okay so anyway so they do spray paint uh cloth red and then hold it up and it's their big logo. So they have like officially with this flag staked their claim to this land and this is their new country. They're like, you know, this is our place and we're gonna just, you know, this is this is our place. We own it. We own it who we are and we own this place. And so that's where they end up in this place called District 9. Um, the other key thing uh, is a few a few lyrics I really like from this song. So one is, uh, why are you talking like you know me when I don't even know myself? Oof, I feel that one. It's like people want to tell you who to be, and so that's why they got tired of it, so they moved to this other world. And then they look at us like we're just a bunch of troublemakers. That lyric um, makes, you know, it, it just pretty much sums up teenage angst and rebellion, rebellious tendencies, because, you know, it's almost like this labeling theory. If you're going to treat us like troublemakers, fine. We will be troublemakers. If you think we're not going the traditional route, we will embrace that and we will go the most non-traditional route and make our own route. And so that seems to be the overall message there, which is throughout their whole discography. It's this message of youth and fi finding yourself. Uh, when I, I mentioned that BTS has like trilogies where they release certain albums um, 
kind of in threes. That's actually quite common in K-pop. And maybe it's like just a two-part thing, but often it's a three-part thing. And they have like a trilogy that's basically three different EPs or albums, but they all center around one theme. Um, so like, let's say the theme is red, I don't know. Um, they might release uh, red part one, red part two, and red part three. Or maybe the title would be like, red stray kids and then red stay or something you know like they'll add, they'll add on to the same title red um so that kind of thing is what stray kids have been doing as well and so their first series is the i am series so this first part we're talking about is the i am not series and the i am not series is basically well it's part one of the, the trilogy it, it was their their first big ep as stray kids after debut and i am not is uh, like we've talked about before, songs like that about stop telling me who to be. Um, and then we progress to um, who do wait, so then who do I want to be? So, um, but the first part is just stop telling me who I want to be. And a big one for that, uh, or a big song that is emblematic of that message is Mirror, which is personally one of my favorite B-sides of Stray Kids' whole catalog. And so Mirror is, uh, it has really big lyrics. Again, they say, they reference a maze, they say, in the reflection, I'm a maze. Um, which to me, I, I view as like viewing, like looking in a mirror as this as no different than looking in a labyrinth. Like, what am I seeing? Who am I? Like, where, like, what do I even like? What am I like? You know, it's all about that angst of like growing up and finding yourself and like not even knowing who you are. And that's again, goes back to the district nine lyric of, you know, why are you telling me who I am when I don't even know who I am? And it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, so the mirror has um, other lyrics like that, like caged in my own confusion, um, more kind of the message of don't tell me to be, I don't even know who to be, give me time to figure it out. And so that's the bottom line there. Um, and then uh, Grow Up is just a really emotional track. Um, Grow Up is more um, a song, oh, obviously all the, their catalogs kind of about overall themes that come with growing up and youth and uh that co the concept of time and things like that but also um it's a lot about as the name suggests um feelings astray and like uh going to each other for support so they have their softer songs um which aren't the majority of their catalog but still a significant part of their catalog their softer songs are a lot about that about like just support and they're just they're like a hug in song form it's really nice and so this one grow up is like his lyrics like you're doing well don't worry i'm here if it gets too hard i'm running with you it's like oh it's so sweet and so it's great and then another one that really picks up the pace sorry for the bad joke is the song my pace which uh takes us to the next part so part one is i am not part two they released is i am who so again, it's like, first they say, don't tell me what to do. And once they've gotten that out of the way, now they're like, okay, now who am I? So that is the next part. So My Pace is a song that is, I mean, the lyrics that, are, some of the lyrics that are in English make the song pretty understandable. Just stay in my lane, just, you know, just go in my pace and take your time. And it's just a really great message, especially just like for younger generations these days, because such a, it feels like such a common message to like hurry, like life is so fast, everything changes so fast, and it's all go, 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 and be productive, be productive, be productive. And My Pace is a song about chill out, just enjoy the ride of life, and uh, stop thinking you're behind someone else in success. You know, you have time in your life too to reach your goals. Like don't go your own pace, stay in your own lane, in, in that kind of way, not like, a, not like stay in your lane, like don't go for your dreams, but you know, carve out your own path is what that song is all about. And it's, it's just a really fun song as well. Um, and then of course, things get a little bit darker, but still very impactful um, with Voices, which is also from I Am Who. Voices is pretty um, understandable, the message there. Um, you know, some of the lyrics are like, I feel frustrated with everything, which is such a mood. And it's really just it's just, that's one thing that I think makes Stray Kids so distinct um, from other groups is because they are so, they're so honest. Like their songs are not just catchy, but really deep and cover this universal theme of the, wondering about the passage of time and finding your identity in life. And so the, they, they speak to such a broad audience because we all can relate 
to these things. So I think that really adds to their appeal as well as just their sound is so fun and loud and in your face. And it's wonderful, very energetic. And then um, another sound I just want to mention real quick is Question, which is also from I Am Who. Question is... Um, is another b-side basically saying you know in my set in my inside my head too many questions is the refrain um which also kind of goes along with the theme ones were mere grow up and my pace and uh real quick before i continue though i'm sorry i think i said eight years bang train was training before stray kids i'm sorry it was seven years i remember uh after the minute i said that, i'm like i don't think that's right and i just double checked it's actually he was training for seven years the point is though that um that's a long time to be training and join a k-pop group i'm not sure how many people stick it out that long and don't give up so anyway just wanted to clear the air there so We've talked about I am not. We've talked about part two, which is I am who. Part three is I am you. So their single from I am you is called I am you. And it's it, it made this very clear that it is not like, oh, I should just be like you. That would be the complete opposite of everything they just preached. Um, it's not that. It's really like about, it's an arrow about realizing like, so part one was don't tell me who to be. Part two is I'll figure out who to be. And part three is like, well, you know what? I'm sorry for yelling before. Um, you don't, don't tell me what to do, but also don't leave. Like, <laughs> you know, I guess it's more like um, uh, just like realizing that like people, whether you're pushing them away or not, are still in your life. And like you actually have more in common than you realize. And so this part of the saga is really like, I see me and you is, you know, part of the chorus. And it's I am you, I see me and you like um you know it's about finding your identity individually but it's also about finding your group identity and just kind of banding together you know and realizing where everyone's going through something and so you might as well um go through it together is kind of the message there um and the IMU video starts with this throwback movie reel style film um with all of these you know past video clips and then they get to this point. So it feels like quite a full circle moment for the, the trilogy is very fitting for the part three of the trilogy um, where they they kind of re, like come back to, if we're using the map metaphor again, it's almost like they went back to the start, but they're satisfied with that. You know, like they didn't, uh, it's, it's a quest. They feel like they're kind of not officially ending, but they feel satisfied with where they are right now in this lifelong journey of, figuring out who you are um other lyrics that are big um in the same space same time they say you know um let me run with you those are probably the biggest ones um also what's key is that so in and so there are little details in the imu video that are back now so it feels very full circle as these trilogies tend to feel um it's like a great tv show season when the final episode really just ties up all the loose ends the music video trilogies are a lot like that as well in k-pop and so this one um we get um so they're back on the playground set for part of the time which is um the playground set was in an earlier video as well i believe or maybe no sorry the couch was the playground is new we're gonna get to that just remember there's a playground and uh the couch was from the elevator video that same couch is now with them as they're just laughing and like they're on a rooftop. So, you know, clearly they're not sitting on the couch in hell anymore. <laughs> um, and so that is, a, it, it's a more uplifting song. You know, it's quite an emotional journey you get if you listen to the songs from the from each part of the trilogy in order. And the last part is definitely the most confident and uplifting in my opinion. And another a song that eventually became a, sing a, signal, a single off of that was uh, called Get Cool. Um, Get Cool is just fun. It is just so fun. It is like Awkward awkward Silence is one of their best B-sides, honestly, or that turned into a single later. Um, but wow, yeah, it's so good. Get Cool is so fun. Um, it's, it's another song, you know, about just going your own way, kind of, and just, uh, but it's really also about, like, living in the moment, and they talk a lot about the concept of time um, later on, especially, so we're going to talk about that later, but they do already kind of preface that possibly accidentally with get cool when they're talking about you know let's not worry about tomorrow let's just enjoy today things are going well for me it's my lucky day my personal favorite lyric from get cool is save my pocket money 
like save ma ma pocket money i don't know why that's funny to me but it just is and they have little lines like that in the song and awkward silence is a song that's kind of like that as well where they have these um lines that are just kind of about um you know what like this is a fun funny moment like just just a little quirky like sounds and stuff and just like um like let's talk together because you know this is awkward no one's talking um it's like, it, it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but they're very cute, fun songs. Um, so naturally, we have to play one of those. And that will close out these, this first trilogy. And then we're going to move on to, in our Stray Kids episode, where uh, I Am You and Get Cool. And those conclude the first trilogy that Stray Kids released, I Am Not, I Am Who, and I Am You. The next one is the trilogy, I believe it's the Queenie trilogy. Um, the Clay Trilogy, I've heard it pronounced both ways, it's French, I'm sorry, I don't speak French, it's, I think it's Clay, anyway, so the Clay, the, the Clay, the Clay, I'm, I'm gonna say Clay, I'm sorry if it's Ron, um, so the Clay Trilogy is, um, it means key in French, essentially, um, and so the, uh, there are a few parts of this as well, there, yeah, it's another trilogy, so the first part is called Mir- uh, um, Miro, 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 I believe, I'm sorry, uh, Clay Miro, um, and, uh, that means maze in French, so part one, the key one, is the maze, and then we move on to, uh, Clay two, which is yellow wood, and then Clay three was Levanter, Levanter, I am so sorry, I, I think I know how to say these, so anyway, um, it's a three-part, uh, trilogy with, based on the concept of a key, um, which, you know, goes with this whole theme of being lost and finding yourself and whatnot. And, uh, the first part obviously is about a maze. Um, so that's basically what you need to know to understand the premise, the setup for this trilogy. And, uh, so a few big uh, moments from part one of this trilogy for Miro is, uh, the big title track Miro, which is honestly my favorite Stray Kids song of all time. It is so is just so it's such an anthem it's so fun it is so it's perfect for sing-alongs a lot of k-pop songs are and some of that's really by design not not just unintentional but you know a, a call and response kind of thing is very common for k-pop releases because they're kind of made with the live shows in mind sometimes so uh, this is definitely one of those songs where it's just great in a crowd it's just it's so fun and uh so yeah so miro is my ultimate favorite so we're gonna play that next um basically the music video for that is it it seems like now like they were in their own world in the last trilogy and now they're just having to like basically i don't know if they're in the still in that parallel world right now or if they have moved on and just try they're trying to fix the, the real world but they are trying to still be make some good trouble and so they are working on that basically the whole premise of this video which is also my favorite stray kids video in addition to it being the best song is uh basically um the shortest way i can describe it is it's basically a video where they basically literally take the microphone away from the elites that run the society and they literally yeah they just literally take the mic and it is they're reshaping this world and they are just not going to stand for a world that they don't want to be in. They're going to uh, make big change and they're not afraid to do so and stand their ground. So they're starting a revolution. It's it's really such a great video. It's not. Anyway, so, um, but the this EP is naturally filled with a lot of emotions. It's not all empowering, confident stuff now. It's not like after the first trilogy, they're like, wow, we got through every tough time in life. Yay, everything's great. Um, they're still dealing with a lot. Um, there is a song on this album, 19, which is a slower song. Um, which really captured, the lyrics really captured to me uh, all the conflicting feelings you get growing up. Um, 19, the basic, the basic, well, a, a key lyric, first of all, is they sing this lyric about a badge. And um, to me, that just, I could be reaching, but I view it as almost like a badge, like, um, I want to stay like in a permanent state of youth, like, from a wilderness troop or something, that kind of badge, like, viewing it as like, can I keep the badges in, like, uh, can I hold on to youth forever is how I viewed that. And it's, it talks a lot, the song talks about, you know, like I wanted time to speed up so much. I wanted to get to this point so much. I wanted to be an adult so much. And now I'm an adult. Now what? And now it's like, oh, great. Now I want time to slow down or just, I, I take it back. I don't want time to speed up. Can we go back in time? It's, it's those kind of conflicting feelings that everyone probably gets, um, 
when they reach certain age milestones. And so, uh, again, they're just, Stray Kids is very relatable as they grow up with these, covering these big themes. And another one, but that really mixes, what they do well is they cover these themes, but they do so with their unique charms and their uh, just unique ways of describing and explaining the world. And one of those ways is with this creation called the Chronosaurus. So chronology, chrono, that, those, that terminology refers to time. And uh, saurus, obviously, from the you know a dinosaur. Um, that's the, what the the part of not really a suffix, but anyway. Um, so they combine chronology and dinosaur, basically, or like Tyrannosaurus, whatever. And so Chronosaurus is basically their own invention. And the song Chronosaurus is it's very clever. It basically does. I can't say personify the concept of time because it's an animal. Um, I guess people are animals, though. Anyway, so it's it it's uh yeah the equivalent of personification, but for this animal of what time is like. They depict time in that song as like a beast. Uh, lyrics like "Why does time run to me so fast?" and you know "Run fast so that it doesn't see you." Like talking as if like you are seeing a dinosaur. You're supposed to like stop moving, and apparently then they won't see you or something like that. All these tricks for like avoiding this scary dinosaur that's getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. It's just, it's very clever, uh, and it really kind of sums up a lot of their uh, frustrations, and they really just let it out in the music, so it, it's really well done. Another song where they let out their stresses is the title track for part two, which is Yellow Wood. Uh, that is a really great one that we need to talk about. So Side Effects is that one. It is just another good song that is really, it really... It per it, again, I can't use the word personify here, but it it's the equivalent of personification, but for a song, it turns into music the feeling so well. It conveys feelings so well. Their video is like this coming to life of everything you're feeling in a moment. Like they just do a great job of like resonating with you through their visuals and their lyrics. And this song is just so emblematic of that because uh, side effects is a song really about kind of, you know, growing up, hormonal frustrations, um, feeling like so emotionally unstable, like not sure, you know, growing up is hard, um, trying to figure out what your state of mind is. And the, um, the, the main chorus, the part that they're yelling, they're actually saying it translates to my head hurts. So that it's just so they, they have great songs for really like you feel like you can relate, but also like you get to channel that, you know, like it is a perfect song to like headbang to because you can be like my head hurts and, and, along with them. And it's really therapeutic. So um, it's just great stuff. And uh, throughout the video, what I I encourage everyone to pay attention to is they have like this voice in the background that's like lifting side effects. Um, so the thing with Stray Kids is they do have so many layers in their music. So um, it really amps up the messaging is what I'm trying to say. They're great at communicating their messages because they do it um, in such an impactful way with like so much thrown at you in each song that can get your attention and get their message across. You know, it's very kind of in your face in a good way. Um, and I just think that's, it's a very impressive thing and I respect that. So the one other uh, song we gotta talk about before we play more music is TMT. Um, TMT is uh, also super relatable. It's basically frustration with feeling like your success rate is black or white. Um, you know, you either are a failure in life or you are thriving and struggling to deal with the in-between. Um, again, lyrics talk about a broken compass um, and things like that. But things take a more hopeful turn um, with the lyric, uh, life is a five-star movie and it's not over yet. Or my life is a five-star movie and it's not over yet. Um, again, this theme of take your time, um, you're going to be successful. Uh, don't feel like I give up. Like things will turn around, just keep keep going. Um, and so that's their overall message there. So, uh, all right. These are just some of my favorites. I'm so excited. All right. So here's my all-time favorite first, the Clay Trilogy, um, which is Levanter, I want to say, um, which means basically to lift up. And that's kind of the big theme of the next part. Um, before, there was a transition song, so like a single that was released between this one and Yellow Wood, the second part of the trilogy, which is called Double Knot. Um, a lot of the same themes we've been talking about, the Broken Compass reference again. Um, 
And I believe actually, uh, what is wrong with me today? I believe Double Knot is the song that says the life is a five-star movie lyric, not TMT. TMT says the lyric about can I be a star in my own life kind of a thing. And then Double Knot picks up on that and is like, I am. Now let's make it a five-star movie. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I try. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the next part here um, is is another full circle moment. They close out trilogies like that a lot. Um, the first single from the album was Astronaut, which is probably my, uh, Awkward Silence is probably my second favorite, but my third favorite Stray Kids song is Astronaut. And Astronaut is basically, uh, it's a very just uplifting song, and it's all about embracing getting lost in a way, is how I view it, because the lyrics are about, you know, like, I don't even have a map now, but I don't care, that kind of message. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what they say, you know, and they're finding the joy in being lost. Like, you know, when you just, the concept of getting lost, people associate so much fear with it, but um, it can also be so kind of almost fun, you know, um, not necessarily you're lost, like, literally, or I mean, you could be too, but it's like, you know, if you're left to your own devices and you're like, what am I doing? No direction. It can actually be more fun. You might find a new way to do something that you would have never tried if you had been given explicit direction. So that's kind of their overall message there is to just embrace the parts where you think you're lost and figure things out because things will work out. Just try things out. Um, the, and there are also some moments that remind me of past videos. Um, there, We've got the playground setting again that comes back. Um, we've got the image of the school buses back from District 9, um, and other references to the I Am series, so we're really throwing it back here. Um, they're looking through gates that look like the ones around the playground in an earlier video. Um, it, it's a, there's a lot going on. There's, um, this tech, like, ball of sorts that looks like the compass actually kind of, like, well, not really what's on their light stick, but it looks like it could fit on a light stick. Um, this little ball um, that's like full of energy, like literally a, ball, a physical ball of energy that will come back in future videos we can talk about later. Um, but that it, that makes its first big cameo in this video. Um, the other big thing that seems to be symbolic and will come out later is um, that uh, Felix is glitching. And they all kind of glitch at parts too, like they're in and out, like almost like they're holograms. That's kind of the imagery you get from this video, um, which just adds to the intrigue. Like, are they really just like popping into this world to fix things and they're going back to District 9? I don't know. It's up to you, I guess. Um, so that's Astronaut. And then Levantar, um, which means to lift up. Um, that one starts with zooming in through this keyhole to get to the scene of this video. Um, so again, this symbolism we've been talking about a lot about lock and key and finding your way and whatnot. Um, and so now they're in this field. It's, um, it, there are more throwbacks and, uh, you know, references to past videos. The ball of light is back. Um, they're creating something is the bottom line. And thanks for listening to 17 Karat K-Pop today. Check out more info about the show at 17 com. See you tomorrow.